When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. had a practice yesterday the penguins had a practice yesterday and i went and hung out at pnc park good morning to you good friday morning i'm dayon kovacevic of dk pittsburgh sports this is daily shot of pirates comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey and those practices that i just mentioned i also offer up daily shots of steelers and penguins where you found this but yesterday for me anyway it was about baseball Derek Shelton invited local reporters to come down to the ballpark and have a informal lunch in the middle of the home team's clubhouse. And I'm here to tell you, I could invest this entire episode just talking about being back in there for the first time in two years. They've done some neat things with the place. A few more Murals, recognition of retired numbers, lots of Clemente, as one would imagine. Place looks good. And I told that to the manager himself, and he seemed to accept that in the proper spirit. A lot about this manager's tenure to date has been about how he's handled things. And... I can tell you from having covered other managers who were put in similar situations, meaning, you know, you're blowing it up, you're starting over, you know you're going to lose for a while, and at the same time, you've got to maintain the competitiveness that got you to where you are. You've got to maintain a high level of instruction, and you've also got to maintain some thick skin, increasingly so with each passing year because the honeymoon becomes less and less of a honeymoon as you go. And because this session was informal other than one portion where Shelton talked about the recent coaching changes, all of that went on the record, I'm not going to obviously get into any of the stuff that we talked about, but I feel very comfortable sharing with you that This is a man whose sense of humor, whose sense of awareness of where the team is and where the team needs to get to, and his sense of fun, his love of the game, has very much remained intact. You know, we joke about certain things from the past couple years, and... You know, he'd come right back with a big smile and an even funnier joke. You can knock that if you like. I know there are a lot of people that will because people are rightly disappointed when they see the Pirates, you know, lose 101 games. And they'll have an even greater right to be disappointed if there isn't 
a significant improvement at the Pittsburgh level in 2022, as I've been saying here with gusto for a while. To an extent, all of these people at 115 Federal are aware that the honeymoon portion is elapsing if it hasn't already elapsed. It's time to start turning things around at PNC Park. I'm just here today to reiterate, not based on an amusing time at lunch, but based on having watched this man and gotten to know this man for a couple of years, that this guy's the right one. He is. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you, as always, by our friends at North Shore Tavern and the companion venture right next door, Mike's Beer Bar. Light up someone's world this holiday season with a gift card from North Shore Tavern and Mike's. These cards are great stocking stuffers, office gift exchanges, and for anyone on your list who'd love to experience the best local beer selection under one roof combined with the most popular meal on the North Shore, that of course being steak on a stone. We haven't even gotten to the best part yet. From now until Christmas, buy a $100 gift card and get a $20 gift card for free. Use it as an additional gift or, you know, treat yourself. The holidays are in full swing at North Shore Tavern and Mike's Beer Bar. Go grab your gift cards today. One of the other things that I've admired about Shelton has been what appears to be a genuine embrace of the organization's broader philosophies. As a lot of you know, I don't happen to share all of those. And as you might have heard on yesterday's show, uh, I'll really let it fly on those occasions where I'm at 180 degrees opposite of their particular position. But there's a health that exists when the manager coexists with the front office, as opposed to it being forced, as we do see a lot across Major League Baseball. I'm talking, of course, about analytics versus old school. If you've read Moneyball, and no, by the way, seeing the Moneyball movie does not count as reading Moneyball. You actually have to read the Michael Lewis book. If you've read Moneyball, you'll recall the picture that was painted about Billy Bean, the genius GM, and then Art Howe, the the dummy manager who would just look good in the dugout because he stuck his chin out, Art Howe being a Shaler guy and a really good guy, by the way, who did not deserve to be portrayed that way. That said, the book was terrific anyway. That needs to kind of fade from the sport. I don't believe that it should tilt all the way toward analytics either. But I do see the value in having the manager believe in what the front office is trying to do. And that was not the case. I can tell you unequivocally over the decade and change between the Neil Huntington front office and Clint Hurdle and his staff at field level. It just wasn't. This is a better way to go even if I don't like some of their ideas.
I can say that with conviction. They're also trying different things. Shelton is very much open-eared as well as open-minded when it comes to accepting new ideas. And when he talked about the new coaching staff that he'll have, semi-new. It's not entirely new. There's obviously a lot of guys coming back. He brought up some of the drills and some of the different things they've been doing and trying, including over these past few weeks in Bradenton with some of the minor leaguers who are still allowed to participate. Yeah, I think it feels good because the one thing that we've always asked is for everybody that we hire, regardless if it's on the major league level, if it's at the PD level, just staying on the baseball upside, is you have to be willing to learn and grow and challenge ideas. And our group has done that. And I really feel like we're not going to apologize for doing things differently. The game is changing. We're trying to figure out ways to, you know, expedite development and make sure the development is done in the right way. And the challenge that that Ben and I have put forth on our major league staff and our CPD staff is like, think of ways we can do things differently and then have the why behind it. And then we're also not going to apologize that if we do it for six months and it doesn't work, that we're going to adjust. You know, we, we have to have that ability to do that. So I think that's the thing that's most exciting to me is, you know, even now our group weekly calls or, you know, when we have, when I talk to our staff, it's, like they're thinking about things that we're doing. They're looking at how we can do things differently, and I think that's going to be important for us. Yeah, when he's talking about a, a different type of a practice, a different type of drill, and he's describing the way it came about as one coach seeing something on TV and throwing up a concept, and then he dives into it, that's not an edict that's coming from above. That's more and more and more absorption of more ideas coming from all levels. And that's what I mean when I say that it's healthier. It's not us versus them or how are we, the front office, the geniuses with all these analytics and all this data, going to get these dummies at field level to go along with it. That's one of many reasons, including this man's personality, that I believe is going to keep him here for the foreseeable future. I, I really do. I know that's going to disappoint some people who will remember the last bad lineup that he filled out, and he's had some bad ones, or the last time he left some rotten relief pitcher in to get rocked, and he's had a bunch of those. But there's more to the job than just the last bad thing that you saw in a game. When we come back, just one question. question and today's comes from pat who asks dk you're blasting the pitching coach but your quote best catcher in baseball end quote has a lot to do with pitcher development jacob stallings never developed any pitcher and i said that when you wanted to bring these stupid defensive metrics at me defensive metrics are only one piece of being a catcher pat <laughs> Pat is a subscriber to DK Pittsburgh Sports. Pat comes at me all the time, but Pat comes at me from a good place. Cares about the team, is knowledgeable about the team, is knowledgeable about the sport. And if, as I was discussing, 
in the opening segment, you're truly open to other ideas, other opinions than your own. You welcome this sort of thing. And I do, and I have ever since the website was started, so I appreciate this. And sometimes you hear me say, like, I appreciate this question, even when it's coming after me. Believe me, I actually do. This is the stuff of which good dialogue is made. Pat, yes, I blasted Oscar Marine. I did so by asking a question of everyone who heard the show, which was, name for me one pitcher that he's made better. And in the various places that this show gets posted online that have commenting or reply capabilities, I can tell you that I got a great big zilch on this, including from you. I didn't get any name. I didn't get anybody saying, oh, yeah, this guy. Somebody mentioned Clay Holmes in passing. I'm not giving anyone credit for one weekend. That's what Holmes had. He had one great weekend in San Francisco. And the timing was beautiful because the Yankees were there. Brian Cashman pulls the trigger on overpaying for Holmes, and that's that. But that's what you've got to show for over two years. You're turning this instead into something about Stallings. And while I'm going to agree with you emphatically that defensive metrics are only one piece of being a catcher, they're a very big piece. And when you're talking about, as I have related to Stallings, being the best catcher in baseball, I'm referring principally to being a catcher as opposed to an overall player or hitter. There are obviously better hitting catchers in baseball. But when you start talking about a major league catcher, any major league catcher being responsible for the development of a pitcher, wow, no, 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 no. He can make them better pitchers by allowing them to throw riskier pitches in certain situations. We've talked a lot about, and so have the Pirates pitchers, more importantly, about being able to throw a two-strike slider with someone on third. They want to be able to go after that hitter, and they want to be able to use the full arsenal and not have the other team think, this dude's got to throw heat here because he can't risk that crappy catcher allowing the ball to get to the backstop. That's how you can help a pitcher, maybe even develop, I guess, develop some confidence. But you're not going to have any catcher anywhere getting involved with mechanical things, do this, do that. Nowhere, I mean nowhere at no level, does that occur. However, since you brought it up, it just so happens to coincide with Derek Shelton explaining in that lunch yesterday that we had at PNC Park what a new member of this coaching staff named Radley Haddad will be doing for the Pirates. He has a strange title to start off with. He will be the game planning and strategy coach. And you're probably wondering, what in the hell is that? Or, or you're thinking to yourself, yeah, they could definitely use that. What this individual apparently will be doing, as Shelton elaborated, is working on pitch sequencing. 
and he'll be doing so primarily with the catchers, who, of course, call the game. Most people will tell you that Stallings was really, really good at calling the game, at reading players' swings, at reading what it was that his pitcher was doing well. And that's a big part of this. A lot of this game can't be still, to this day, overmanaged or overinstructed. The only person in the stadium who knows those two things that I just referenced, how the batter is swinging and how the pitcher is throwing, well, I should say two people, the catcher and the umpire. It's just that the umpire doesn't have a vested interest. So the catcher needs to take that information that he's accruing himself out on the field, but also to enter the game with a plan for each hitter and say, listen, this guy, if you give him a combination of two of these and one of those, he's got no chance. He shortens up, he tightens up, he fouls it off, he can't lay a bat on it, he doesn't even want any part of it. He'll stay away from it. Those are things that this new coach will do rather than having it be done in concert between the head pitching coach and the catcher, which is how it's been done the last couple of years, between Oscar Marine and Jacob Stallings. It's a different way of breaking things down. And as Shelton himself put it, it takes one thing off Marine's plate. To which I would respond, what did he have on his plate in the first place? He hasn't made anybody better, and somebody needs to tell that. To my man, Pat, who came after me about a pitching coach by attacking the former catcher. Let's do this again Monday. This was fun. <laughs>